0: Hello and welcome back to A Nomad's Life My podcast where I'm sharing about my life on the road On the move, on the search And this episode is going to be about nesting and committing Which is what I'm up to (laughs) Uh, And I'm happy to share So, it's been a while since the last episode, and another winter came, another lockdown came, which I spent again in in my home village, but before that I was in Berlin for about a month. And I don't really feel like sharing about this time in Berlin very much. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was uh, different because lots of things were closed and in the fall. The the nice park things and open air cinemas and um, these things that may happen in a pandemic summer didn't happen anymore. Things were closed, but I, I found my fun and uh, it was a good time. But what happened was an idea that um, had been around for a while. Um, I, I put it into into action, which was to go and knock on the door of the photography school, Ostkreuzschule für Fotografie, where I already um, I've already uh, took the first two years there before I left for my. Uh, five-year journey and the idea of of going back and uh, focusing on something with this and and bringing photography more into the foreground in my life again and I think mainly getting clearer about what it is that I'm doing there when I photograph and where I want to to go with this and the last year and a half of that photography school is about creating a work creating something that goes into a final exhibition and into into a book hopefully that each one makes so it means to commit to something to a photographic idea and and finishing it and bringing it to um yeah to a finishing point or Something that you can, that feels round in a way that may grow afterwards, but that is round, and it's something something that I feel that I'm lacking, and that I want to I want to learn about it. I want to learn about finishing something and um, appreciating it, and I think also daring more to go out into the world with it and say. I've done something are you interested in in printing this or hanging this I think to believe in myself more as a photographer also A bit more about the school later but um in October I I got in touch with them and I um I knew that if I would knock on their door again they they wouldn't like they would allow me to come back even though it's been many years Yeah because i yeah i think they feel that i love this and that i live this or that i really mean to i i don't know i just love f- like photography and, and and i i know there were people there who know this um yeah so they let me come back and finish the last year and a half i was there in a in a talk with the two leaders of the school Um, one of them who was my teacher in the first year (laughs) it's difficult for me it's been five years of mostly working in my little bubble and not really showing it to many people uh, like what I'm actually working on Um, so uh, it was it was an interesting experience uh, to to go back into this world of, of critique like constructive critique mostly but um uh yeah reflection of 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 what i'm doing there of with my photography yeah a bit more on this later but they accepted me and i was um i needed to to find a place to to go back um to berlin or a place near berlin maybe to go back to finish the last year and a half, while I was in my hometown, uh, in the second lockdown, which wasn't very exciting, it was uh, sometimes depressing. It was a lockdown in winter. <laughs> I think I shared enough about lockdown, lockdown the first time, uh, and somehow out of out of nowhere, uh, someone wrote me. your centre voice message. Uh, Someone I've known for like twelve years now. Yeah, who I'm not necessarily seeing very often. Sometimes there is a year or even two behind uh, in between. But uh, yeah, she told me about this about this place, like a kind of an uh, an old farm that uh, where there was a a community or something community like uh, just starting to. To grow and like to 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 make its first steps um, and I got in touch with them and wrote them like a like kind of a introduction letter about me and why I'm interested to come and then I came to visit in December and maybe I wanna yeah say a few words about why it is that I want to or that I was very curious about seeing the place so I've lived in Berlin for a bit less than eight years in the city and it was a beautiful time and I had a lot of beautiful experiences and made a lot of like wonderful people either for just a a moment and some of them for for years um, I love a lot of places and like cultural things happening in the city and I still have friends there and yeah it's a it's a bit of a home for me like a a place of being home um, but I wasn't very excited about the idea of um, of going back and living in the middle of the city and Uh, Paying 400, 450, maybe even 500 euros for a a room in a shared flat. Uh, The price has raised quite a lot since I first came 12 years ago. And also I've lived in, in different community places, visited and lived in different community places in these five years of being on the road. And there was something very magic about this something about having a a group of people around that has a a size that you can overlook as a human yeah and that i that i know in some way and um what like a a big point how how different communities feel different has to do with how close they are like how close is the structure built to make people interact with each other very closely and very often. And in spiritual communities, that can be, that can be a bit tight, for me at least, uh, in, in the longer term. To meet in circles every day, sometimes twice a day, uh, doing intensive workshops and meditations with each other, it's very bonding very quickly and that's that's wonderful a wonderful thing but yeah for me in a longer term it just becomes very very intense and i'm i'm not seeing like i'm not feeling that i can do my own things as well because obviously in these communities there is usually some volunteering work involved which again brings you very close to the people that you live with because you work with them as well but yeah in the desert ashram ashram in israel it was actually uh, 7 days a week 5 5 hours of work a day yeah wonderful a, a wonderful experience uh, to do this kind of thing but i felt like it was time for me to um To make sure that I have this space just for myself as well Um, and from that point having the opportunity to to be with other people and do something with them and create something with them yeah that was the hope when when I came to visit this place where I live now Uh, that was in December it was cold and dark and Um, December in Germany (laughs) Uh, a bit depressing like it took a lot of imagination to imagine what we could build in this place and what I could build for myself in this place Uh, in terms of like when it comes to the um, no but I guess when it comes to everything not just the the rooms or the buildings but also yeah fewer people like everything was very on a on a low level it took quite some imagination to 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 see how I can I can build a room for myself and how this community is going to flourish and be beautiful uh, when it's December and it's a bit depressing and it's lockdown time and um, but yeah I had that imagination uh, walking around the place uh, which it, it involves a lot of construction site but um, I saw the potential to make something beautiful for myself and to be part of the creation of a community with other people creative people of some sorts like if there is if there is a base of an idea of what place is this going to become a place what kind of place this should or is um what's the idea of this place if there is something like a base idea for this place um it, it is to to create and be creative i think creativeness is a it's like a theme, kind of, for a lot of people that come here, and of the idea that was um, that came up in someone's head, and it's manifesting itself, like creatives of of different kinds, like um, someone maybe, you know, someone is working with wood, uh, and. And I'm a photographer, and there's someone who's making music, and another person who's making music and comedy, and like all kinds of, like I'm boiling it down to what they do is their creative outcome. But I mean, they have like creative minds of some sort, and it shows itself in different in different things. Some more obvious, um, named creative, and and maybe some not so much. But it's a wonderful mixture so far and it's exciting to think about what what can what can grow out of this there was a lots of a lot of space there are lots of trees and like hills and um, it's quite magic with a <laughs> with a, a national road going nearby uh, but with everything that's the t- <laughs> that's that's a little trade off but it's it's um it's beautiful and and it feels like there's a lot of potential. Yeah, so after seeing the place and like saying hello to the to the man who owns it, I decided to uh to take a shot and, and try that. It just seemed I don't know, it just fell into my lab. It just seemed like the exact same thing that I should be doing. <laughs> Bringing this experience, this um Experience from communities that I that I visited, to a place that connects it with another place and its culture that I that I like, which is like Berlin and creativity and uh, art creation of of some sorts. So I went back to my hometown at Christmas with the family. It was Christmas with Christmas with the family. Uh, yeah <laughs> and then I came back and so I, I, I chose this this room or like that was the kind of the one that was available which was painted in a, in a really dark red uh, it was quite a depressive room because it's also to the like northeast. east uh, it's kind of dark or like it was very dark when it was painted all in red like the ceiling was like um was in the floor, everything. Uh, so I came at the end of January and r- renovated this room, like everything. I had to, um, it's heated with an oven. I don't know what they're called in English. They have like tiles on them. Like the concept is that it takes a while to heat them up. But then the tiles, they really save the heat. And a. um, they radiate the heat for a long time, and I had to open the thing up because it hasn't been used in like a long time, or like it has not been cleaned in a long time. So I had to open it in different places and take tons of uh, like just dirt, <laughs> just like dirt out of out of the thing, um, and it was freaking cold. It was that time. It was I don't know like six in the day and minus three in the night like this kind of temperature, up and down a little bit Uh, sometimes also just minus one in the day and minus seven in the night Uh, so the only thing to keep me warm kind of was to work (laughs) so I, I did that and painted and a big work was to when you roughen up something, like there's a machine um, with sandpaper on it and then you go and vibrate it over the over the wood surface. I think just sanding maybe it's called. However, I did that with a floor, uh, with a way too small machine, like battery driven. It took forever, it was frustrating. Um, I wasn't even sure if I was doing it right and if that would do the job and then it it took forever. You know, and then all the hassle with not being able to just go to the to the um, to the hardware store and just you need to order it online and then uh, go there. And then like usually when I go to the hardware store, I go in and I have a list, but then it takes me like two hours to to really figure out the sizes and the colors and the hang and read like descriptions and find out and stuff. Yeah, so ordering it online and then driving there 25 minutes. Getting the stuff, getting in the line, getting the stuff, driving back. Yeah, as always, it these things just take forever, and then you need some little thing, and that you don't have, and uh, and then it's too cold to use the certain color or the repairing stuff. Uh, yeah, and then in the evening, my I had like a little guest room, which was nice. I could just use the guest room, um, but it had a an oven that wasn't really doing much of a job uh, luckily I got one of those electric heating things that you put under the the mattress like under the sheet uh, and you can warm up the bed so in the evening like with my down jacket and my pants and like uh, thick socks on uh, I was in the bed with this blanket and like kind of <laughs> being somewhat warm uh, Yeah, it's funny to think of it now. And I knew it was going to be funny to think about it in in like some months' time. Uh, But I was quite annoyed (laughs) by the cold and stuff not working. And just feeling like filthy and like, wow, Because the shower is outside also. And then maybe, you know, it's minus three degrees. And you just don't feel like showering. And you just, I don't know. Uh, But anyways... I, uh, I I did it so everything, everything is white now even the floor and I've seen that in other people's places and it's something that I I don't know I never rented a place that had it anyways and it always seemed such a big step to do that to make a floor white that when I rented something I never dared to make the commitment of doing this and i don't know maybe having to take it off again when you move out something like this Um, yeah and like that was the the first thing for me when i came here that i was like i'm just going to try this now because i just get this room that i can i'm not going to leave the floor red so i can do whatever i want and it's actually even easier to put on white pen paint rather than sanding everything off and like sealing it and making it look like wood again. So now I've got a white floor. (laughs) I like it. It's got lots of carpets on it. um, So you don't like, it's not like a whole a big white space, but quite like it. My first experiment of, yeah, let's just use this space to to try something, to just go, go for it. So just before there was like a, an extreme cold wave coming uh, which brought temperature, day temperatures of like -8 minus -9 minus and night, night temperatures of -14 15 I think here in this place like just before that hit I was I was put, like I was finished with the room um with the basic renovation uh, so i escaped <laughs> um and drove back to to my hometown and i'm bringing the story back to the this little episode just to to talk about my grandma at, at least a little bit i don't feel comfortable sharing like a a lot about her um but uh but like about my experience i think it's strange to see, it is the first time for me to see a person that has been close to me for a very long time, in her case really my whole life, to, like, to clearly see that person um, lose their strength, their physical and their mental strength. And that a person who's always been someone is suddenly becoming someone else somehow in a... I mean, it's always happening in a very slow, gradual process. But it, it can just like accelerate towards the end of a life, I guess. Probably just like in the beginning of one's life, this process of, of change and, and growth in that case is is also uh, it's also very quick like how quickly a person learns to like from from birth learns to well to walk and to speak and and to um, like control their, their body and understand and control their body like controlling when when they pee for example like and that just takes like three, four years for these for these first super major things. And it's uh it's a strange and but interesting, I don't know, it's a like it somehow it feels precious that I'm I'm able to be like to be part of this somehow and to witness it and to when I'm there in my hometown, to, to somehow support her in this because it's difficult, like it's difficult for her to, to let go of the abilities that she had all her life I often think like how amazing it must be when, when you're a child and within a span of a few months You upgrade from crawling on the floor to standing up and walking to where you want to go. And like maybe also climbing on things. Like how much the horizon just widens in such a short time. It's just the opposite here. Like when you used to live in a house and and, um, run your own life. and, And go shopping and go to the graveyard and um, answer the phone and write letters and pay bills and and cook for yourself and all that Um, how that goes away and at some point it's even hard to get like to get yourself standing upright it becomes hard or even impossible yeah it's difficult for her to to let go of these things of uh, these abilities <laughs> so, so when i'm there <laughs> uh, she lives in a home for elderly people because it it she just can't she can't you know she can't do it anymore and she just needs a lot of support and and and, and care basically 24/7 um so she lives in a home for elderly people and yeah I was living in her house in the lockdowns uh, so so then I can go visit her and sometimes the the restrictions were quite harsh that it's like you two she can get visitors two times a week and then you have to make an appointment and you know in these times when I'm there, I can go once and my mom can go once and then her other child she cannot she cannot visit, for example, but sometimes it was quite open and like she could have a visitor every day <laughs> <laughs> it's fun <laughs> it's fun. like it's difficult so when I when I come in like I I might find her and like you know she's been in this room like all the time and um, and then me someone who she doesn't see very often because I live far away uh, comes and um yeah like like it's hard in the beginning to to like be positive about things sometimes and to bring like reality into her into her vision um but eventually i i most of the time i managed to to have her sit in the wheelchair uh, and go like just go on a trip you know (laughs) Just through the house or outside to the, to the garden of the place, um, and it's really hard for her to make that step, to say okay let's go. But once, <laughs> once we're outside the door of her room, and then I don't know, just sometimes within a minute, uh, it, I just feel her clearing up, um, yeah. And then you know, when we we travel through the house. Maybe stop somewhere by by like a window where you have a view, or um, there was a there was a rooftop terrace kind of thing. And like in the cold, it's like cold outside, and I wrap her in like her jackets and stuff, and a scarf and everything. Um, and then we 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 go there or to the park, and <laughs> I even told her. <laughs> I even explained to her what the blockchain is and I, and I think she got it. I really think she got it. Uh, yeah, and sometimes she's so in that, like, traveling, I don't know, this, it's just so amazing for her to to uh, to like to have someone get her out of the room and then to see the world that she's into, into like, you're taking a trip with a car. And it's always uh, in between um, I'm like giving her the idea and like making it sound very nice uh, and her wanting it so quite a few times I got her in my car uh, you know with the mattress in the back and everything (laughs) Uh, and it's a mission you know to get she's 95 to get her in the car from the wheelchair and uh, it's a mission and it's beautiful to see like how she's taken on this mission because like you know it may like I may sound I may sound like I'm saying it's it's a big mission for me, but really it's one for her them um, them the, like them to come up with the motivation to do it and then doing it and being excited about it and then we can do like either we just drive and she just enjoys seeing the world and a couple of times we went to my home village and we drove around there and like also through parts of the village that kind of like she's kind of never seen them because they've only been there for a few years when they say you can build on this like square kilometer or less i don't know uh, um and then boom like seven years and it's all houses and on one of those trips, she said to me, "You know, <laughs> you can un- can you understand how it's difficult for me to to see this in a way? Um, because I remember this with a creek going through the town center outside of our house, and like frogs jumping around. I think like it's difficult." For her to see what the like, how far the world has has like, how much it has changed and developed, uh, and then it just she doesn't have the energy. How can I explain this? It sounds funny, but like it's like when I look at TikTok. I'm thirty three years old now. And TikTok is something I, like I, someone showed me and I, but like I decided, no, I I don't, no, this is, this world is moving too fast for me and I don't think I can and I want to be part of this. I don't have the energy for this. And this is just a, I'm just 33, you know. When you're born in 1926, (laughs) like, like she has yeah let me just say that it was it was beautiful to be able to bring her on the on these trips and um, with the car and to to get her out of the house and like bring my magic somehow you know um how do you you know that's that's like my superpower (laughs) i i can put people out of out of their thing out of their routine somehow and and i don't know make make an adventure somehow and to bring that to to my old grandma um it's it's a beautiful feeling like it's it's something she remembers and talks about uh d- days after that that was fun like it's exhausting for her as well for like a day or two or maybe yeah after But hey, if you're not living for that, if you're not living for the fun that makes you feel your muscles for some some days, what are you living for? Whew! Moving on. Okay. Uh, I got my things ready in my my home village, like furniture and like packed the boxes and everything to. To move out to the farm an hour outside of Berlin, where i renovated my room and made it uh bright and potentially beautiful and drove here and unpacked it and you know it was a ah i don't know this it's like a beautiful feeling I, like everything was envisioned in my head of where which piece of furniture is going to be and um And to put these furnitures and boxes into this empty room and slowly, slowly, like day by day, unpacking this and uh, putting this image on the wall and uh, connecting these cables. And um, that's fun. It's the magic of a beginning. (laughs) I guess there's nothing better in the world than the magic of starting something. Yeah. It's hard to keep that going, or like to f- to to form that magic of a beginning into into something um, that is bigger and that you can not get to if you um, if you don't commit to it a little bit or a little more. I think I've been chasing the magic of of a of the beginning uh quite a lot and maybe i got to learn to you know it's it's beautiful and i don't want to give up the magic of a magic of a beginning but to have some kind of base also and enjoy the magic of beginnings in in like maybe you could say smaller forms Uh, No, not smaller. They're not smaller. Maybe they can be more subtle. Like this morning I was sitting outside. And there was like a a morning sun coming through some like hazy clouds. And there was uh, wetness on the grass. And I was just... I was just appreciating like... The beginning of the day and the beginning of the of the spring in looking at at these like water uh, drops on the on the grass and here i'm like i i feel like i'm starting to have a to have this base which which i can appreciate little things in and from that place hopefully have the the strength to uh, to go home and chase some more adventures, you know <laughs> it's not like i 'll stop being adventurous like that, I think, but to have a place where I know that I can come back to, and that 's about a place, but that 's also about I think a group of people that is probably ever changing in a in a place like this, but you know it's not like in a in a spiritual community festival center where it's like it's just changing at a rapid pace daily Mm. again, all has its beauty, don't get me wrong but yeah, to kind of know in this place that is is a home there are some beautiful people and I, I can feel home among them and have this little room that you know, it doesn't it doesn't eat up my financial resources uh, so much, and yeah, so it doesn't give me that pressure, but it gives me the safety of you know having a bed and and a couch that I inherited from my grandfather and and carpets from my grandmother and <laughs> you know an oven that can make the room warm. Yeah, some safety. Some safety bags to go on the adventures from. <laughs> yeah, and a, a place to create, to create new things in. Um, also that something that maybe re- requires a base. Like, I've been to so many community places, sometimes just for, you know, a couple of hours and sometimes for, for months. But, like, I saw all these little things implemented in, in how they created the space and how they created a togetherness and created activity and, um, and made everyone be part of it in their own way. And I'm I guess I'm curious also about finding... Finding, like, my ways of contributing to a place that I'm calling home at the moment. I want to come back to the school as a last stop in this episode. I'm excited to be back. And sadly, the school itself, as a building where there are people and and you're somehow in the... Cloud of photographers uh, and, and creatives somehow that you know you know you physically meet and th- that's not happening really <laughs> uh, extremely little uh, um, but even though this like it happens virtually like Zoom conferences and. So the connections to the to the people that I'm are like in school with, uh, they're not really existing, um, and that's a bit sad. But you know, I kind of you know I knew this was uh, this was gonna be how it starts, and I'm I'm hoping that I'm I'm gonna you know meet them more as people in the future, because they have been together for two years in this class, and I'm coming as a as the new guy. (laughs) And I'm only seeing everybody on screen in, like, Zoom conferences. And in half of them, 80% of the people have turned off the cameras, which is kind of weird, like, for me, I guess, but especially, I think, for the teachers. Uh, However, even if they had them on, it's, like, I don't know, just people on screens, you know. Yeah. Hope to meet them soon. But... But what's really interesting and and maybe a bit difficult, but like, you know, that had to happen and I'm unhappy it's happening, is that there are questions arising. Questions that, like, the teachers ask me or that they ask me to ask myself and questions that just come not out of a specific conversation with a teacher, but just by being in this in this whole process of uh becoming more aware of my own work and what it is that I'm doing there something that i I find that very am very important and i'm like I'm teaching that in my own online course uh but I think you know there was a ne- there was a next level to go, um, and even though I think I can, yeah, I can teach a lot of people about photography and creative process. I sure have a lot to learn myself still, um, and that's happening. And it's it's difficult sometimes. Like I've been sitting in in like a my dark little photography chamber by myself pretty much for the last five years had some editing with people here and there but somehow felt kind of lost in like what what am I what am I doing why am I why am I doing this oh yeah I have an idea and then I'm but you know no one's feedbacking and no one's questioning you and that doesn't have to be critiqued someone asking you what are you doing there look just just tell me what are you doing and like when you (laughs) when it's when it's when it's hard to, to really make that clear to someone and have that speak through images uh you're asking yourself what like why why and ultimately as a as an artist you want to speak to other people through your work right so if that doesn't work like if, if your communication doesn't arrive where they are is there something I can learn to to improve that, without losing my soul in it? That's very important to me. I don't want to just serve someone else because I know this jury is gonna like that, or this magazine. It's just just their kind of thing. So just do that to to land with them. I'm asking myself a lot. Why? Why am I? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this serious? Why is it important for me to follow this? What do I really want to say? And what person am I? Like what suits me as a person? Like what should I be spreading into the world? Where are my qualities and how can I use them best to serve the greater good? <laughs> That's quite broadly speaking, I guess, but, (laughs) Um, yeah, simple question, but somehow uh, hasn't fully been answered yet for me, I guess. So, uh, that's why, that's why I'm back at photography school, and, and it's a difficult process, but it's fun, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna, it's gonna lead somewhere good, and I I think I'm gonna go out as a better photographer and a better person. Like, yeah, whatever that may mean. Yeah, I'm focusing. I'm focusing on this. Um, so that's this episode of of a nomad's life, who's has a room to live. So I don't. I'm. I'm not sure if if I'm a nomad anymore. It was difficult to pick a title, anyways. <laughs> Same for photography series. Um, I'm not sure I want to continue uh, this podcast. It's been fun, and I, I, uh, I'm happy I did it, and I, like, I shared kind of an interesting year with you, also, in bits and pieces. Um, a year in which, like, living a nomadic life was uh, was kind of difficult. <laughs> uh, but, but, but I, like, I managed it anyways in uh, at least a lot of the, the times. Um, and I shared with you also how it was when it was not possible. So, the... Yeah, the downside, the dark side... Um, and I shared the fun times and the the joy when I felt like I was riding the wave and things were going perfectly and and they were Uh, they were and even though sometimes things are not going perfectly well in the bigger picture they actually do it just doesn't feel so nice sometimes when learning difficult things so yeah Maybe I want to change my mind in the future about uh, continuing this or maybe I'll just give it a a second season, you know. But let's call this the, the season's end of a nomad's life. From the end of 2019 to the beginning of 2021. Thank you for listening. Thank you for... The few messages that I got of people who said that they're listening to and really appreciating the this podcast and Yeah. I'm just happy if I if I could give something to someone. Whatever that may be. <laughs> I could imagine it's nice to fall asleep to my voice. Like I have audio books that are I really like I really love those books. Uh, but they're also really good to to fall asleep with. Um, so yeah, if that's what I could serve you with, you're welcome. Uh, if you got inspired to to go out more, in in whatever way, maybe to dare a bit more and embrace the unknown a bit more, that would be lovely. Or you know, whatever it was for you. Thank you for joining me Have a good time Get in touch if you like And uh, I'll see you one day Hopefully Bye bye
1: It's the first day of my life Swear I was born right in the doorway the rain and everything changes. They're spreading blankets on the beach. Yours is the first face that I saw. Swear I was blind before I met you. Now I know where I am, I don't know where I've been, but I know where I am. take forever, I especially am slow, but I realize that I need you, and I wonder if I could come home, remember the time you go all night, just to meet me in the morning, Thought it was strange, you said everything changed, you felt yeah. as if you just woke up. You said this is the first day of my life. I'm glad I didn't die before I met you. And I don't care could go anywhere with you, and I'd probably be happy. there's no telling, we just have to wait and see. I'd rather be working for a paycheck than waiting to win the lottery. Mm -hmm. Besides, maybe this time it's different. I mean, I really think you like me.